Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, now that the NFL draft is finally complete, it may leave you asking, what comes next. So today, we are going to take a look at the offseason schedule, kind of reset where the Titans are, do a little bit of an update on the NFL offseason schedule for the Titans, and see where the next important dates and deadlines show up, when we should expect NFL training camps to begin. Right now, what is the schedule date for the beginning of the preseason, the regular season? Let's just kind of do an update, like I said, do a reset here, and see what the key offseason dates are remaining on the Titans NFL calendar. And after that, we got more conference calls from the Titans players this time, not just the head coach, Mike Vrabel, not just general manager, John Robinson, but we heard from the captains of either side of the ball. First, superstar safety, Kevin Byard, and then we heard from quarterback Ryan Tannehill. So as I have been in the film room the last few days trying to get the tape together to break down these draft picks, I want to bring you guys some information coming directly from the Titans players who are already on the team and the veterans who will be the leaders of this ball club going forward. So obviously it's a good time to check in with them in our second segment. We will hear from Kevin Byard and then we will round out the show hearing from Ryan Tannehill. I also wanted to let you guys know we have a lot of really good content coming up. Like I mentioned earlier in the week, I am going to devote an entire day to most of the Titans draft picks where we take a, a really long look at these players from their college perspective to what they can do for the Titans and the pros. Also, what I want to do here shortly, we only have so many days to do these podcasts, but what I want to do here shortly is go through the previous four draft classes for John Robinson, 16, 17, 18, and 19. Now that we are a little bit removed, especially from 16 and 17, we can get a better idea of what those draft classes have actually done for this ball club. And rather than giving our instant grades like we did for 2020's draft on Monday, we can have a better perspective on how these players have actually worked out and then maybe give a more appropriate grade to John Robinson Robinson's draft classes so far. So that's all content I have coming down the pipeline for you guys. So with that in mind, make sure that you are subscribed to the Locked on Titans podcast, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, whether you're following on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you stream your podcast, make sure that you are following us for that content coming in the future. Also, follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans as well. Remember, our mailbag segment is coming back on Friday, so get those questions to me in the podcast reviews or on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans, like I mentioned. So back to today's show. Of course, we were going to reset the offseason schedule and then hear from the defensive captain, Kevin Byard, and our offensive captain, Ryan Tannehill. So a lot to get into today. Let's get it. the draft is, as mentioned in the rear view, it's in the past and it is fully complete. What does the rest of the offseason look like for the Tennessee Titans? Let's go ahead and reset and look at some really important dates in the future, but the first date that is important actually comes 
from the past, and that is Monday, the 27th, when the Titans began their not only virtual, but voluntary organized team activities or OTAs as they are commonly referred to. That means on Monday, the Titans obviously would like to have players come back to the building, begin working in person on preparation for the 2020 season, but due to the medical climate at this time with the COVID-19 pandemic, obviously the schedule has changed quite a bit, but the Titans have still begun their OTAs on time, just virtually, and based on what we've heard from some of their players recently, a lot of that is conducted through Zoom meetings where coaches and position groups are going through tape and looking over game film to try to get better and improve for the next season. And that communication will obviously be important as they try to onboard a lot of these rookies and undrafted free agent signings. But that is not the most important date on the calendar in this week for the Titans. Sunday, May the 3rd, is the deadline for all fifth-year options for the 2017 first round. So, that means that the Titans will have two major decisions to make. Whether or not they will give Corey Davis his fifth-year option, and whether or not they will give cornerback Adoree Jackson his fifth-year option. And if you recall, we have a very recent example. The Titans decided to not pick up Jack Conklin's fifth-year option on his contract and decided to let him become a free agent after his fourth season. And because of that, the Titans lost a very good player who was very highly paid, and they would have gotten quite a bargain if they had picked up Jack Conklin's fifth-year option. But hindsight is twenty twenty, and at the time it made sense for the Titans to not pick up that fifth-year option on Jack Conklin, but that does give them some hesitation and some trepidation as they move into whether or not to pick up Corey Davis's and Adoree Jackson. So obviously, Corey Davis's play has been up and down. It is very obvious he hasn't necessarily lived up to his fifth overall selection, but Corey Davis is a very, very talented receiver, and having a second year with Ryan Tannehill in Arthur Smith's offense could unlock Corey Davis, and it would not be shocking to see Corey Davis have a breakout season, and then the Titans are left having to let Corey Davis leave in free agency due to price. With Adoree Jackson, things are a little more clear-cut. Adoree has been a fantastic player throughout most of his last two seasons, and clearly the Titans should pick up his fifth-year option and keep him around before they decide to give him a long-term big money extension, but that'll have to be decided on Sunday, so some big answers coming very soon. The next big day on the calendar in the offseason is the July 15th deadline and that is another big day for the Titans because that is the deadline to sign franchise tag players to a multi-year deal so of course Derek Henry the Titans would need to work out a multi-year deal with Henry's representation by 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on July 15th or Derek Henry will play the 2020 season on a one-year $10.2 million franchise tag and then become an unrestricted restricted free agent again next season. Now, of course, as I mentioned, there is some uncertainty in the world right now, but if things do go according to plan, then NFL training camps will open up in mid-July, and of course, different teams start their training camps on different days, but mid-July is the window when training camps would kick off, and then on August the 6th, 
The preseason schedule begins with the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio. And then September the 5th is roster day. That is the deadline for teams to cut their roster down to 55 players. And of course, that is at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as a lot of these deadlines are. And then the last big date on the calendar is September the 10th. And that is the kickoff to week one of the 2020 NFL season. Now, obviously, the the big dark cloud that is looming over this entire discussion is how the COVID-19 pandemic will affect the, you know, the all-season schedule going forward. Um, it's, it's hard to kind of avoid talking about that with this discussion, but you have to stay optimistic with these things, optimistic that maybe some of the states that are, that are reopening get positive results and, and football and the all season schedule will move along as it has already unaffected. So that's all we can hope. Just trying to be optimistic here and going over what you guys should expect if we do get more positive information, but we are going to jump into hearing from Titan. Titans defensive captain Kevin Byard and Titans offensive captain Ryan Tannehill. I thought at this moment in time we have heard from the Titans head coach quite a bit and Titans general manager quite a bit over the last few months, but it's probably a good opportunity to hear directly from two of the uh, biggest leaders on this team as the team does kind of transition away from some of the... uh, some of the players who have been on the team for the last few years and and the core group there, this team is kind of transitioning into a, nor, a new core unit, you could say. So important to hear their perspective on this offseason going forward and how they feel about some of the draft picks and some of the coaching changes and everything that's kind of taken place throughout the offseason so far. So we will come back with Kevin Byard. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without even leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created a non-contact delivery system. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. There's a wing place close to me that I order every single Monday. The best wings and boneless wings you could ever imagine. So listen up. You guys need to be supporting your local neighborhood spots right now. It's very important that you order local because it's a great way to support these businesses in a time of need. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make life easier by picking up everything you need from like a Walgreens or a 7-Eleven and just dropping it off outside your door. Download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDONNFL. That's code LOCKEDONNFL for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmates. As 
promised, let's hear from Titans superstar safety and defensive captain Kevin Byard. The first question he gets here is about where he's working out, how he's working out, and how he thinks not having OTAs in the typical schedule may impact the Titans and other teams around the league. Yeah, so I mean, this offseason, man, I've just been enjoying my time with my family. Uh, my daughter, she's she's growing bigger and bigger every single day. She's so smart. Uh, I've just been enjoying time with family. Uh, obviously, in the beginning of the offseason, probably like middle of February, I started training out. I started training my trainer, uh, Jason Spray, like I always do every offseason. I mean, obviously, once the coronavirus uh, thing kind of heated up, uh, obviously, I started uh, standing in the house. Uh, I actually had bought my wife a Peloton bike uh, during the season last year uh, that she was using after she had the baby. Uh, but that ended up turning out to be probably the best investment I made this entire offseason because I've been using it all the time. And um, I know it's been on back order. I have a lot of guys been hitting me up saying I can't get one. It's been on back order since February, since March. So I'm glad I have one. So but uh, as of late, I have been uh, trying to get back out with my trainer, of course, making sure that we're still, you know, trying to social distance. But I have been training with him as well. On a, on a private basis, I have a couple guys on the team that's training me as well. So uh, just not having this, this the OTAs and not actually being in the building, being in the facility, I think it would impact teams that don't take advantage of, you know, the, the virtual meetings and things like that. Because we have a veteran group. I think pretty much everybody that's in our meetings right now, you know, excluding Logan Ryan, uh, has, has we played together. So as far as us being on the field, obviously those reps are valuable. But uh, the fact that we're all speaking the same language already up to this point, we're kind of just sharpening on some communication uh, things like that. So uh, I think we're just going to try to make the best out of the opportunity or the best of you know the situation that we have. So I don't think you know it will affect us at least in our secondary as much. But of course, we're going to try to hold everybody accountable, just trying to make sure and reaching out to all the guys and making sure you know they're keeping up with their stuff. That is an incredibly positive thing to hear coming from Kevin Byard. That you know, obviously, everything that's going on right now is is very unusual and unprecedented. But having a veteran group like Byard mentioned will definitely help the Titans stay ahead of the curve. The next question we have here is about losing Dean Pease and what that means for the defense. Definitely gonna be a huge loss, especially uh, just the meetings, just the you know the stories, the talks that Dean used to always be able to. Uh, share with us. He always spent a lot of time in our DB room, so whenever we had questions, it was always easy to get our, those questions answered. But uh, having Vrabel and, and obviously Vrabel coming under Dean P's tree, uh, them speaking the same language, them kind of having the similar philosophies, I don't think, uh, you know, philosophy-wise, our defense is going to change that much, so that's going to be good for us, especially going into, you know, season not actually being able to have those OTAs. So it will be a loss, but at the same time, uh, the fact that we still have we still have the same coaching staff, uh, I think that will help us tremendously in, in a time like this. Very interesting tidbit there from Bayard talking about how Vrabel and Pease have similar philosophies and he doesn't think that the defense schematically will change a lot. That's something important and it's important for you guys to hear that and hopefully that'll help instill some positivity and some optimism about Vrabel taking over the defensive coordinator duties going forward. The next question is about how important it is for veterans to help the younger guys like Christian Fulton and Chris Jackson now considering the unprecedented situation. Uh, that's a great question, actually. Uh, I, honestly, I do think it's, it's strong, especially in a time like this, uh, for a guy like me, uh, a guy like Kenny, Malcolm Adore, us as vets, to really uh, making sure that he's able to speak the same. Because the fact that we're all speaking the same language is going to be easy for him to transition because there's not a lot of different voices. We're all kind of speaking one voice. 
But uh, it's, I definitely think it's up to us to make sure because around this time, usually you're able to get on the field with a guy, you know, and actually work through those small kinks as far as, you know, communication, pre-snapping and post-snapping, different things like that. So for us to really make sure that we're talking to him and making him feel comfortable as we get to know him so he can start to understand how we speak and how we talk as a defensive group, uh, really both of them, him and Chris Jackson as well. So, but at the same time, I do feel like, you know, by what I heard him, I heard he's a good kid. Uh, and I'm hoping that he'll be able to transition as fast as possible. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's good. We have a good group of guys that, uh, you know, that, that care about each other and that care about the success of the group. So I, I don't think it would be any problem with any of us, you know, making sure that this guy, if he has any questions or if he's not getting something, he can easily come to us and we'll be able to talk to him. Got to love hearing that and think that the young defensive backs on the Titans should have a smaller learning curve than some other rookies around the league due to the veteran leadership. The next thing actually talks about veteran leadership as well, and it's a question of what it's like to to lose a lot of the veterans that were on this team. Marcus, Delaney Walker, Jarrell Casey, Wesley Woodyard, Logan Ryan. How does Kevin Byard handle that? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough part of the business. It's a reality that I'm starting to see and that I was uh, told when I was a rookie by uh, Denor Cersei. And he was just talking about how I think he was in his sixth or seventh year, which is saying how, you know, as the years go by, you, you get up in years, you start to see how so many guys in the locker room, they kind of interchange and things like that. So, you know, most of the guys that was here when I was a rookie aren't here anymore. Uh, most of the leaders, you know, Jarrell, all the guys that I've, you know, grown to be so close with, Mariota, uh, Wesley Williard, guys that I've learned a lot from as a pro, you know, are moving on. But the way I kind of look at it is almost like a change of the guard a little bit. Uh, I have to use all the things that I've learned from them, from those guys and, and, and teach it to the younger guys. I think it's just it's one of those each one teach one deals. And eventually I'll have my day. I feel like everybody's going to have that day. Uh, nobody really knows when it's going to come. I don't think that's something for anybody to think about or, you know, kind of, you know, dwell on. But it's all about, you know, making sure that you're leaving. When, when you leave, uh, you know, you leave a really good imprint on the locker room. And I think everybody that you just named from Mariola to Marcus to Wesley, where to everybody, I can name a lot of guys. Um, they all left a, a very good imprint on the locker room, Delaney Walker, all those guys. So that's what I want to be. And that's how I want to be remembered when I leave. That's the kind of thing that you want to hear from the leader of your football team and the leader of your defense. That's why Kevin Byard is one of my favorite players all time and the only current Titan that I have purchased a jersey for. He's a, a fantastic guy, exact type of guy you want to be a Tennessee Titan. Next question is, how did Kevin Byard process all of the Tom Brady rumors and what are his thoughts about Ryan Tannehill being the quarterback going forward? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I already, I mean... It was entertaining at the time, but I kind of already had a sense that, you know, Tannehill was going to be our quarterback of the future when the season was over with. Uh, I didn't really think the Tom Brady stuff was really – I think it was kind of just, you know, smoke and mirrors and things like that. But, you know, just watching Tannehill from when I first, you know, met him in the spring of last year, uh, just how he approaches the entire process the entire year, he handled it uh, probably as good as you, as, as you can think. Uh, just a, a great leader of men. Uh, we go to Bible study all the time. Uh, just getting to know him. He's a great person. And one thing that I really feel strongly about him is just the simple fact is that, you know, he doesn't really, I wouldn't say he does, he just doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. You know what I'm saying? He had a really great year last year, but he's so humble. You know what I'm saying? I think I can always ride behind a guy like that who doesn't get too high or too low because, you know, when, when you talk about a leader at, the, at, at that position, especially at, at the quarterback position, uh, you know, the team kind of, 
you know, their energy kind of rise off you. So if you're too high, you're too low, you know, the team kind of flows with you. So it's so fact he's a very even killed guy. He's been doing it for a long time. He's a great quarterback. He's a winner. Uh, he works very hard. I watch him in the meeting room. He's the last guy who leaves the building, first guy in the morning. Uh, everything that you want out of franchise quarterback. So uh, he, he's just a great guy to be around. The confidence in Ryan Tannehill and the continuity of the team is just absolutely tremendous. The next question is about Scott Booker taking over as the official safeties coach for the Titans. Honestly, I always looked at Book as the safeties coach. Uh, I understand that may not have been his title, uh, but you know he's always kind of always you know not necessarily being in my corner, but always being in the safeties corner as far as discussing different nuances and stuff. That Combs was also always a part of that, but I think he he always that was always kind of his role. I guess it may not just been his title, or whatever. So, I mean, I'm, I am happy that, you know, like I said, he got the title because I will say that, you know, it definitely means more for him to be a safety coach because he can really kind of put his stamp behind that because I think he does do a great job with uh, me and Kenny uh, giving us everything we need throughout the week, uh, whether it's some cut-ups or, you know, some stuff that he may have been watching and he wanted to bring our attention. So uh, I really enjoy watching Book over the past uh, years really improve as a coach. And I think he's going to be, you know, a hell of a coach, uh, you know, for a while, honestly. And finally, Bayard gives his thoughts on how Titans' second-round pick Christian Fulton can help out this secondary. I haven't watched a lot of him. I have seen some highlights, you know, here and there on social media. Uh, looks like I say, looks like uh, a really good player. Likes to play inside and outside. You know, I've spoken to the coaches about you know how they feel about him. So I mean, they definitely feel highly about him and what he can do and what he can bring to the defense. Um, so I, I, I feel good about that. Um, as far as you know, him replacing Logan and different things like that. Uh, Listen, Logan was a great player for us for three years. Last year, he had one of the best uh, years that a DB has probably had in a long time. So to say to replace him, I wouldn't necessarily say they're replacing him, but because uh, I don't think you can necessarily replace that production. As much production, if you look at his stats from last year, I think it's, it's a stretch for anybody to replace that production. But what I think he can bring as a player, to like you said, to be able to cover inside and outside, uh, having him, Adore, Malcolm, uh, pretty much pick your matchup. So um, I think that'd be good for all of us as a team. Uh, I think anytime you can have versatile guys that can do both, which I feel like Logan was as well. Uh, but I feel like, you know, like you said, I don't think it's going to be a major job. Because like you said, the fact that he can play inside and outside, Adore can do the same, I can do the same uh, to be able to match up on number one receivers. Um, you know, it's, it only can help us as a football team. Nice to hear from Titans superstar safety Kevin Byard again. Here's some conversation about actual football and how to get on the path back to getting ready for the regular season. We are going to come back in our final segment and hear from Tennessee Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill. Let's hear from Tennessee Titans starting quarterback Ryan Tannehill. And the first question he was asked is about the new additions on offense, specifically in the first and third round with Isaiah Wilson and Darrington Evans. Yeah, I haven't been able to you know see them besides the, the clips I saw you know when they got drafted. But um, talk to talk to Art about them. Talk to Coach Rabel about them a little bit. And I'm uh, really excited to have you know um, got a really big player in the first round. I think he's what 350 pounds, which is insane. It's a massive human being, but uh, glad to have him in front of me, you know, help him keep me upright and open up holes for, for the back. So uh, really excited about that. And I think we got a weapon in the third round there, uh, a guy we can move around, um, 
put him outside. I think he returns kicks and has been explosive on special teams as well. But a guy we can use as a weapon, as a receiver out of the backfield and split him out and uh, really just kind of create matchups by, by moving him around. I love those comments from Tannehill right there, and not just because of the way that he feels about those players, but that he mentioned he's had conversations with offensive coordinator Arthur Smith, so clearly they've talked about what their plan is for these players, specifically Evans there at the end, talking about using him out of the backfield, split out as a wide receiver and special teams. Those are things that that we got from Vrabel early on in the pre-draft process and what they were looking for, but just to hear that confirmed by Arthur Smith and Tannehill that that is the plan for Evans gets you really excited for that third round addition. The next question we have here is what the continuity on offense can do for helping the team be prepared for the season in these unusual circumstances. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I think obviously every every year is a new year and, and what you did last year doesn't really matter this year, but being able to bring back the number of guys that, that we have coming back, you know, so many guys returning back on offense, guys that, that know the offense, um, that have, have been in it for, for multiple years and uh, can just kind of build on, on what we did last year. So yeah, I think it definitely helps us back, especially in this type of situation when we're not able to get in the building and spend a lot of time around each other and the coaching staff, but um, guys that are already kind of familiar with it. Now we're just able to go a little bit more in depth in detail uh, on a lot of things that, um, you know, we did last year and make small adjustments that can only make it better. Tannehill's thoughts on seventh round draft pick quarterback Cole McDonald. Yeah, I texted a little bit with him. You know, I text all the guys when we drafted them. I just kind of you know, welcome to the team and um, reach out if, if I can help in any way. You know, I'd love to, love to help out. But, um, yeah, I texted with him a little bit. Excited to have him in the room. I know he's uh, a guy who played played a lot of football at, at a high level out there, threw for a ton of yards, and a uh, really athletic guy. I think he's the fastest guy at the Combine. So I think he'll uh, fit in our room nicely and uh, looking forward to working with him. It's definitely nice to hear that your starting quarterback is reaching out to all of the rookies that you draft, trying to get them acclimated and and feel welcome to the team. That's definitely the next step in leadership that Tannehill will have the opportunity to take now that he is the starting quarterback. And here he talks more about that leadership role. Um, I mean, I think it's, I don't know if it's extra weight, but it's uh, just something that, that goes along with playing the position, you know, it's something last year I kind of had to take a step back from uh, initially for, for a big, big stretch there in the off season and, and the first part of the season, which was different for me. So I was kind of taking a step back and um, figuring out the role where, uh, you know, this year I just kind of get to be myself, be the leader that I am and um, hopefully bring guys together and, and elevate the play. If we only got, a portion of Tannehill's leadership and elevation to the other players around him last year, hopefully with his ability, like I said earlier, to to step in and just be the guy from day one. Hopefully that means things will only go up from here. The next question that we have here is Ryan Tannehill basically talking about the Tom Brady rumors that swirled around during early free agency. Yeah, I really didn't know, you know, what was going to happen. You know, obviously I knew we were in negotiations and kind of, kind of working on it, but uh, you know, you don't know as a player, you don't know if those things are, are real, if they're, you know, trying to play both sides of the coin or what. I just tried to, uh, you know, stay true to, to the things I believed in and, and um, lean on the people that I love and, and just trying to trust the process. You know, I knew if, if they wanted me back, then, then we were going to get it worked out. And if, and if they wanted to sign Tom, then they probably would have, would have signed Tom. So, um, you know, I, I try not to, 
lean or, or, or listen too much to it. Obviously I was aware of, of the situation. I knew it could be happening, but I wasn't, you know, sitting at home stressed, you know, you know, what, what could happen, what could happen. Cause at that point it's really kind of out of, out of my hands. And, um, you know, I'm thankful the way it worked out. I was excited to be back. I wanted to be back. Uh, I like the guys and I love the guys on the team. I, I, I like the direction that this program is headed up what we did last year and how I think we can build on that, you know, going into, to, my year two with the, with this team. So uh, obviously excited to be back, but um, yeah, I wouldn't say that, that it was uh, nerve wracking day by day or anything like that. Honestly, that is probably the last time that we will hear Tannehill talk about Tom Brady rumors. So let's uh, put the, uh, the stamp on that part of the story and move forward. The next thing we're going to hear from Ryan Tannehill is talking about Corey Davis and how big of a year ahead he has. Yeah, I definitely think my chemistry will grow, grow with Corey this year. Uh, such a talented guy. I mean, we've seen, all seen him make big-time plays. and made a bunch of big plays for us last year. But, you know, I think that um, he's such a talented guy and has so much to bring to the table. You know, obviously, uh, looking forward to, to building on what we started last year and in our rapport and uh, look forward to him making some big plays for us because I know he has the talent. I've seen him make the plays and, and really excited to, you know, see him just keep keep growing and, and make those plays in 2020. Obviously, the Titans do need a big year out of Corey Davis if they expect to replicate and improve their results from last year. And for Corey Davis, this is a huge year for the rest of his career as well. So lucky that Ryan Tannehill is speaking of him in such high regard. Hopefully that does translate to more production on the field in the second year. The next question that we have from Ryan Tannehill is just more about how he's going to be able to to show his leadership and kind of impact the guys around him in the current virtual climate. And then, of course, how it's going to be different, as we mentioned earlier, with him being the starter from the beginning. All right. Of course, it's tougher. It's tougher out of distance, you know, either looking through a screen or, or text message, phone call, FaceTime. But I think it all starts with communication, you know, just being able to communicate with guys, build that relationship. And then when we are on a Zoom call, when we are um, talking football, then I'm able to just really voice my my vision for a play, voice my opinion on the play, how I like guys to, to run the route uh, and just be clear so that we're all on the same page. You know, I think as a backup, a lot of times couldn't do that. You know, you couldn't say your opinion or, or how you wanted to run the guy to run the route. Uh, you just kind of had to just kind of go with the flow and, and bite your tongue a lot of times. So uh, really being able to be more clear and, and um, more detailed with guys on, on how um, we can run things and, and create more separation. You find it possible to do that in, in these Zoom meetings and stuff even? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Art, Art does a great job of, you know, allowing me to, to speak up and, um, you know, if I interrupt him to, to say something, of course, uh, he doesn't doesn't get uh, upset by that or anything like that. He encourages it. He wants me to communicate to these guys. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, the more trust that a quarterback has in the guys running the routes, then the better we're going to be. So, um, you know, if I can communicate exactly what I want and they're able to, to do that and put their own flavor on it, then, you know, we're going to be in better shape. And then finally, Tannehill talks about Logan Woodside and his potential to be his backup going forward. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I have a ton of confidence in Logan. He's grown so much, you know, just in my time, you know, here with the Titans. Um, from from when I came in in the spring, you know, he's been nothing but 
attentive and, and hungry to, to grow and get better. And, you know, I saw him do that over the course of the year, you know, did a great job of, of helping me out, helping Marcus out in any way we needed and, um, and really just get better uh, on the mental side. You know, once he went on IR, he wasn't able to, uh, to practice and, and do it physically, but um, he was, he was growing mentally. I could see him growing the questions he was asking, um, the notes he was taking, you know, he just got better and better as the, as the year went on. Uh, and obviously got to saw what he could get to see what he could do in, in training camp last year. And so definitely a talented guy, guy who's um, can make all the throws and, and put the ball accurately where he wants to put it. Uh, and now seeing over the course of the last year, you know, the mental aspect of his game grow so much. So I'm really excited to, uh, to see him get back on the field and, and, you know, watch him play. Of course, guys, as always, that audio is courtesy of Tennessee Titans com really appreciate all the conference calls and everything that they have been posting on their site on their youtube channel and everything like that wanted to make sure you guys got to hear the highlights and some analysis breaking down those conversations that we just took in so like i mentioned at the beginning of the show we are going to be getting into different draft class reviews from john robinson we are going to be getting into full show prospect breakdowns i have a lot of things coming in the works for you guys. So make sure that you are locked into the Locked on Titans podcast so that you are getting that immediately. Follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans so that you know when those episodes are dropping as well. And then now that you are done with this episode of the Locked on Titans podcast, tell your smart device to play Draft Dudes podcast. And they're doing something similar to the fantasy football guys right now. They're going over all of the drafts and and how these players kind of fit into the teams that they were drafted to. Now, you're not getting the fantasy football slant, but you're just getting a hardcore football slant and how these prospects fit into their new home. So very interesting to check out the Draft Dudes podcast as well. But as always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.